and welcome back. If you're hearing my voice, if you're hearing Neil's voice, it means it's that time of the week where we're reviewing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's episode three called The Power Broker, and I'm delighted, over the moon, to say that Neil is with me. And Neil, how are you? I'm very well, my friend. Very well. Looking forward to uh, reviewing this wonderful programme. Yes, very, very much so. I I didn't know which way it was going to go, and... I mean, I'm sure you'll be the same. Really, really enjoying this. It's so, mm. it feels so big. It feels so like cinematic. It's just incredible, isn't it? It is. It, it, it's brilliant. Every single bit. You're so gripped with it because of the, the story's just, it, it's, it's throwing you here and there and there's bringing different characters in and you still don't quite know who everybody is yet. And this episode, it, it blew me away, to be honest. I thought it was fantastic. It really yeah. started heating up quite quickly. Definitely. There was a moment where a little bit of wee came out of me during this episode, which uh, is always <laughs> a good thing. So I love the way it starts. It starts with the, the GRC advert, real propaganda. And I'm still on the fence about the Global Repatriation Council, as in, are they good? Are they bad? The, the only negative I've seen of them so far is, and I refuse to call him Cap, is Walker and um, Hoskins. I, I don't yeah. know if they're good. What's your thoughts of the, the GRC? I think they're quite a... I don't know. They seem like a, one of those evil corporations that have got, like you say, a good propaganda team in front of them saying how amazing we are, but yet they're letting millions of people starve that are obviously in the camps and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think they're not... I think they've got their own interests and they're just... They're very good with a front, plus they've got Walker and Knob Chops as part of their yeah. team. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, Battlestar twat. Um, yeah. I can't. Yeah. So no, I don't like them instantly. Don't like the GRC. No. What I, I really, really love about this, and it happens a few times, is it um, starts off with Walker and Hoskins trying to capture that Carly um, Montague or Montagal, mm. and they go to the hideout, the internet cafe where she was, and you really see the the real side of Walker where he says I mean fair play he gets spat in the face which is disgusting absolutely filthy I did clap at that point though yeah but, <laughs> 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 but he says do you not know who I am oh, uh, he's again, Steve Rogers the real Captain America would never ever say such a shallow comment like that would he oh no I oh, know it's just it just goes to prove that he thinks he's the fucking nuts nuts and he really isn't. No one gives a shit about this bloke at yeah. all. The Americans obviously love him for the American dream and everything and what he represents, but no one else around the world gives a flying fuck who this bloke is whatsoever. No, completely, and I'm so pleased he showed his true colours. And yeah. I wonder if that's just going to be the start of like a, a breakdown because he's he is frustrated and. I, I kind of get the impression he expected that as soon as he puts a uniform on, people would bow down to him. They would open up to him and tell him anything he wanted. And with that suit comes power. Yeah. It doesn't appear to be working at the moment, does it? No, not at all. I think you're right. I think he's, you know, like I say, he thinks he's Billy Big Bollocks. And he really isn't. Yeah, he's hard. You know, he's a good soldier and all those types of things. He's done amazing things. But he is not Captain America. He's just someone wearing his clothes. That's all he is. And that's how people see him. Yeah, he's a tourist. He's a fake. Let's get he rid of him. Fake. Yeah, let's get him. 
definitely. I'm going to start a petition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Marvel will listen to what I've got to say, honestly. Of course they will. And, and then it goes with um, uh, Bucky goes to see Zemo. And I, I, what cracks me up is I like Zemo. I, I really kind of changed my opinions of him. And it's down to he's such a good actor and the writing's brilliant. But yeah. the way he starts using the old words to, yeah. <laughs> to to regenerate the winter soldier just as a test it cracks me up yeah it's brilliant isn't it so oh oh no fuck doesn't work oh well <laughs> <laughs> i thought i'd give it a go yeah and it's good because i kind of forgot about i've not watched civil war to kind of refresh myself i just honestly couldn't be bothered to do that because i'm enjoying this so much and it wouldn't mm. add anything or change my opinion no, but definitely. zemo's hatred of the super soldiers and that's the only issue I have got is the convenience of the plan of how they break him out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very well oiled, isn't it? But I find the whole bit hilarious. The fact that he's explaining to Sam how they could break him out. And then all of a sudden he just turns up. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand how he, he obviously gave him a key card inside that book, but he used the key card from the inside of the cell. Not the outside. Yeah, yeah. Is... It was like kind of lubricated, greasy <laughs> plot, really, wasn't it? Oh, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Let's be fair. It, it was. Yeah, it wasn't brilliant, but it, it was still very well done. Yeah, and Zemo has obviously got, thankfully, conveniently, he's got all his wealth there from being a baron. Um, and I like the fact that he pointed that out. That he said, "I'm a baron. I've got loads yeah. of money." Yeah, I'm minted. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and I never gave that a thought, you know? No, I didn't either, to be honest. I really didn't. And I thought it was funny the way he turned around and said, you know, smell the food first, and if it's off, give it to them. (laughs) 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 It's it's always nice if you can speak another language that you can slag someone off in that language right in front of them and they don't know what they're talking about. Unfortunately, I am too ignorant to be able to learn another language. So, uh, and thick as well. The language of love that you speak, my friend, is only for you. All you need, you know. <laughs> but what I, I did like is when they're having their conversation about Marvin Gaye. Um, yeah. And the fact that when Zemo sticks up for, uh, uh, he sticks up for Sam in a way, and he says that. He agrees with his comment, but he doesn't agree with the mouth it's coming out of. So that hatred he's got there for Zemo is really kind of apparent, you know. And it's a really well-delivered line. No, definitely. I couldn't agree more. It's poignant, wasn't it? Do you know, throughout this, and we'll probably talk about more at the end, but I really like the three of them together. Do you? I think it works really. I was wondering how this was going to work. I thought that Sam was just going to be a complete dick to him the whole time, but yeah. he he doesn't. He is. He doesn't. He doesn't. He sort of. He can see that he starts warming to himself, doesn't he? He still yeah. has the warnings like don't I can go anywhere and all that type of stuff. But you really start that chemistry with them is fantastic straight away. Kazimo just doesn't give a shit, does he? He's like, I'm going to do things my way, um, and I'll just play along and. He keeps trying to trying his best to bring um, Bucky back to being the Winter Soldier and stuff like that. And it's just funny. Yeah, I kind of feel that all the way through this, knowing how clever Zemo is, that 
they work together as a three so so well they're bouncing off each other and i always mm. feel that zemo is as if he's looking at them analyzing them yeah talking about things to see how they'll react yeah and that it's going to come into play later on you know what i mean oh definitely i think at some point he's likely to double cross them because it's zemo at the end of the day he's not going to go back to prison there's no way he's going to just go all oh, right i'm done now i'll go back to that cell yeah so you know he is you're right he's very clever and he's he's gonna he's gonna do one at some point yeah definitely he's gonna escape but obviously we didn't mention he picked up that purple mask which will come into play mm-hmm. later on um, yeah because he's looking for all his lovely cars isn't he yeah and bits and up and then yeah in quite a major way and also this one obviously come back off the um wonder vision that i find this one's it feels a lot bigger as in it's a lot more global isn't it i mean like for instance next we go to latvia where um i think it's kerry's with her mother or gonna look after trying to be with her mother who's dying of tuberculosis we find out but it just feels a lot bigger doesn't it because it flicks around everywhere yeah, it's it's a huge storyline, isn't it? This super super serum and everything else that's it it is huge. It's just they seem to have pieced it together very very well and made like it's almost like like you said before. It's very cinematic. It's very much like it's a film. They've recorded it as one of the big films, haven't they? But just split yeah. it up into a series. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this again, back to back. I think that experience will be will be huge. But next they go to Mandripur, um, that Zemo describes like a lawless island in the Indonesian archipelago, where he's obviously been before, and I think that's where the power broker is, which we yet to really find out much more about. Um, but when they get there, again, it's I, I, I don't mind the convenience. I've not got problems with any of this whatsoever because it's just so much fun that. Uh, they all have to be in character. They, he tells Bucky that he can't break character as the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And conveniently, I mean, thankfully he didn't go with Thor or he didn't go with <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> he went with Sam because he's got to play Conrad Mack, uh, also known as a Smiling Tiger. And he looks, he's a doppelganger of him, isn't he? <laughs> it's it's so funny, so it's contrived. The fact that that is actually just a picture of him on the phone. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, hell. Were you twins? Were you separated at birth and then just chose to have exactly the same haircut and beard? It's just ridiculous. It's, like you say, so contrived. It's fucking unreal. It is. They somehow managed to get away with it. I don't know. If, it, oh. if this was another film, I know I'd be slating it. Oh, definitely. That's the thing. <laughs> they got a picture of Sam at a bar with sunglasses on. They go, damn, he does look like me. <laughs> Shit. I wonder why. I want, yeah, I wonder. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's the, he's hating that suit as well, isn't he? He's, like, oh, oh, he's even got a shit nickname and everything else. But no, it's, it is funny. It is brilliant, yeah. He describes himself as looking like a pimp, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But what I like about the, uh, I mean, Mandrapore, I, I didn't know where, whether it's real or not. I've got no clue whatsoever. I've never bothered looking. But it really reminded me of uh, like Blade Runner with the massive signs and massive buildings and like the billboards and stuff like that. The, mm. the way it's set out and everyone stood in the streets with like AKs and it looks like a lawless place, a really oh, sinister place. Yeah, I, I love the setting. 
the, the cinematography of this, the way they made it, is awesome. I, I completely agree. It was it's cyberpunkish, isn't it? It's it's brilliant. Instantly, yeah. just loved it because it's kind of my thing anyway. But yeah, Blade Runner definitely was something that popped into my head as well. Definitely, definitely. This I would love to see this on the cinema. These kind of settings mm. where it looks so cinematic on the big screen. I think it would be so good. It would be so good to see this at the cinema. It'd be good to see anything at the cinema, to be honest, at the moment. But... <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> Just to see this. And again, when they go to the bar, I was laughing so much that Sam's obviously has to be um, uh, the smiling tiger. And his usual drink is like a shot with some like snakes intestines in. Oh no! What the fuck is that? <laughs> he has to yeah. go. Mm, my favourite drink, so good, <laughs> with a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mate, this is not in character at all. I was thinking <laughs> he is going to get made at any second during this because he's looking awkward as hell. Yeah. It's almost like I don't believe that's him, so I'm going to make him his favourite, which is a snakes intestines in tequila or whatever <laughs> see if this idiot drinks it and you know and then doing the stupid thumbs up I was like there's no way on earth that anyone would believe that's him no. ever <laughs> Do you know, if I was a barman I think I would have pinched one out in a drink and said you're usual yeah let's <laughs> 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 see if he's yeah. drinking <laughs> pop around the rim of the glass there you go that's how you like it <laughs> it's just the way he's going mmm mm. it's just so so good <laughs> but so um once they go and uh obviously they don't i thought they're gonna meet the power broker that's who i thought mm. they were gonna go and meet to be honest i it's didn't realize scene though isn't it before that yeah oh man and what did you think of the fight scene bucky just kicks everyone's ass doesn't he it's brilliant until they obviously will get the guns out but it's just just goes to show how double rd still is he just yeah fucking destroys everyone it was brilliant I wanted more. When I saw this fight scene and just how ruthless Bucky was, oh, yeah. I wanted more. You know what I mean? Because it almost felt like, because obviously I know he's trying not to break character, he's the Winter Soldier, but it almost felt like he was back. Yeah. When he was and that's just... what I love, because it's mm. almost as if to, to stay in character, that you've got to be the Winter Soldier, which you always get the impression is what Zemo wants, because when he's fighting, yeah. Zemo's smiling. And it's almost as if I'm helping you out, but I can also break you as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm still in control of this sort of thing. And yeah. Sam tries to stop him at one point, doesn't he? And he's like, no, you've got to stay in character. Yeah. And Bucky at no point breaks whatsoever. And it's interesting that Sam's completely uncomfortable with all of this. And Bucky's in his element. Yeah. A bar fight with Bucky is just, I want to see more bar fights. I want to see more oh, fighting. Definitely. definitely up that violence definitely but selby i know nothing about selby again i've not referred to um kind of done research as in the comics or or anything history like that but they meet selby um who knows about the soldier serum and says that if they can make that exchange and kind of give her or give zemo a clue of as to where it's come from like the the origin of it that he'll hand over bucky and they say that it's Dr. Wilfred Nagel, or I think that's his name, who invented yeah. the serum. And their cover's completely blown. I love it when Sam's sister Sarah rings up. 
And all you can hear is them talking about the bank and Cheerios and kids. <laughs> it's just oh, it's hard. Shit. He's trying uh, to stone it out. Yeah, I am the man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill him. Gonna... <laughs> That's oh, so yeah. funny. He tried his best to hold that cover together, but... Once, I think once the word Cheerios is mentioned, I think you're a, you're a goner, really. Oh, you're screwed, aren't you? And you're a mandrapore. You've just drunk uh, some intestines of a snake. But don't worry. Make sure I have my Cheerios, kids. <laughs> All of that is ruined by the word Cheerios. <laughs> is that good product placement or not? I'm really not, not sure. Maybe Nestle paid a lot of money for that. Who knows? <laughs> Who do you think shot Selby? I don't think it's... I don't know. I don't think it's Sharon Carter. I just don't know. I have no idea. That was never answered. Because you see her in the bar with a hood on, don't you, turning away. Yeah. But I honestly don't know whether someone, one of of her own men shot her just to kind of up the ante and try and get rid of Zemo and uh, the other guys. I don't know. I'm glad she got shot, though. Yeah, she was. She was uh, really fucking annoying. I did yeah, not like her character at all. Fucking irritating. Yeah, I think the character was good, but the actor, bless her, don't know her, but it was all. It was not very good. But no, I honestly, because I thought, oh, maybe it was her, but she arrived so quickly after they shot the people in the street. I was like, it can't be her that's done it. Yeah. So um, it must have been one of her cronies that's done it. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever find out or whether just, that's just for convenience or not. I really don't, I don't know. know. I hope we but, do. Yeah. But it's great to see Sharon Carter again. I, I think she's so good. And I like the reference about her stealing Cap Shield um, yeah. and the wings, which is obviously now she's on the run. Uh, I think she's a, a really good character. I found, I thought in The Winter Soldier she was a bit underused and mm. that she might have come into Civil War more, but she didn't really. No, no, she didn't, did she? And it's nice that they've put placed her in this. And she is badass, isn't she? Oh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, she, she proves that later on, doesn't she? Yeah, she really she does. does. She kicks some fucking major ass. But yeah. the the bits in between before they get to the dockyard, are where they're at Sharon's place and they have the party. I have to mm. say, Zemo dancing is quality. Oh, and, mate. Oh, I laughed my ass off to that. He just yeah. looks so awkward. Zemo like... cutting shapes. That is a gift. <laughs> I tell you, it's so, it so funny. <laughs> I can't believe that he's actually doing it. It's just fucking brilliant. Just standing but there. I love that side of him. You never saw that before. He's such a like, smooth person. This He feels so comfortable in this surroundings with beautiful women and money and stuff like that. And him dancing. It's just... A side of him that I've never seen before. I love it. I really am enjoying it. Oh no, definitely. It's it's, it's strange, isn't it? It's almost like a piss take or a different side to who these people are. You see how you know, especially in this episode, you explore the different. You know that he's quite cold, but you can see yeah. that Sam struggles with the covert stuff and not being able. He's not very good at it, and you see the other side of. Zemo that he isn't all just you know out to kill everyone and get his own way he's up for a laugh he doesn't care if he can't dance yeah he, he can dance he doesn't care I love it yeah so do I it's so so good so good and when they go to the docks to um to locate um Nagel I, I love the again the settings in this uh a brilliant a massive dockyard and the mm. fact he's got his kind of covert laboratory and 
one of those containers is it's just so clever. It fits in with everything Marvel and everything covert and the kind oh, of spying. Secret bases in oh, places that no one ever goes. It's it so, so good. And when you meet him, it's interesting what he says. I, I really do like it because he says that he made the serum for the CIA um, to make super soldiers that were more human looking rather than like yourself, like ripped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's for the average person, isn't it? So they can be covert and anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Me and James could be a super soldier, basically, if we wanted to be. You already are super soldiers. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> You're so sweet. Superheroes in my eyes, both of you. <laughs> but unluckily, he vanished when the blip came and he couldn't finish it. So, <laughs> That's true. And, but uh, I love the fact that, because he talks about being, like experimenting and finding the strain. Yeah. And it's, it's clearly Isaiah from the last episode that you're talking about, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I really thought that was powerful. I thought that was great callback um, of fitting someone else in the story and getting that continuity. It's, it's just made, so clever. It made it make sense, didn't it? From yeah. the last one. Because we were like, why did they go and see this guy last time? Other than the fact that it was to prove that the government aren't all that smiley and nice and they do treat people badly it was it was a good it shows that it wasn't just a one-off he's gonna he's obviously gonna come back into it at some point yeah so i like the way that linked it all together that's it it's brilliant the way they do that because you do come away with questions like like for this episode to be honest who shot selby yeah it doesn't really matter but they always it's just like they remember and they'll put it in in the next episode. Yeah. So you get that continuity and it flows so smoothly. It's brilliant. It's so such clever writing, isn't it? It is. There's nothing worse than like when you watch a film. We've done it before, haven't we? And you don't know what's happening. You don't know a reason for something. Yeah. You know, And you have to try and put it together. Now, this is a series, obviously, but they are they are piecing it together. And they're not yeah. giving it to you on a plate straight away. So they do make you think about it, which is what a good program does. Yeah, but then it I, gives you the answer. Yeah, and I, I completely agree because I always find that even from from our side of when, say for instance, we're reviewing all of the Star Wars films, which we did. When you're writing for a production for a film like this, and when you're um, reviewing a film like this, um, and the Star Wars, from our side, you need to get continuity right, and you need to yeah. explain things. So th- there is quite a lot of pressure on like the the podcast host who's talking about it to get things right, because that's what people expect. If yeah, you're talking definitely. about a content, to know it. And yeah. that's why it's so pleasing for me and like for you and the other Marvel fans that they have the, they've got that continuity and the knowledge as well to fill in those little gaps, which means so much. And it, it's done properly. And I think yeah. it's just the appreciation you get for it and the enjoyment is massive because of that. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. There's nothing worse than sitting there going, well, how did that happen then? Who yeah. was that person? And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just expected. You just expect it to believe that something's happened. And it's, yeah. Well, I want to know how it happened. I want to know how this is linked together. So, no, you're right. It is good that they concentrate on it. And, you know, they know how big this is, hence why they're able to churn out these series that people want to watch. And they're doing it justice for the fans, aren't they? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And they talk about the power broker funded um, Nagel. And it was then the 20 vials that were created, which we know Carly um, Montengale stole them 
um, which was why she got the text. Again, that kind of fits in with the continuity when she received the message saying, you've got what I want. I'm going to kill you for it. Yeah, you and whilst they're doing me, this, yeah. Sharon um, Carter, man, the fight. It's so it's, good. It equals even betters. Um, talk about female characters fighting in the Marvel universe um, of uh, Black Widow, you know? Oh, definitely, mate. She's kicking ass every single one after the other with knives and what she can do with an iron bar. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and these are big guys that she's taking yeah. down as well. As you say, knives, guns, everything. And the fact that she's not just knocking them out, she's killing them. Yeah. Which yeah. is brutal. You don't often see that. Normally they choke holds or they'll run away and they're unconscious and that's it. But yeah, there's no holds barred. It's just no. she is taking them all out. Yeah, she's um, holding just, no prisoners. Why do you think, just that, uh, uh, probably a, a simple answer, but why do you think Zemo shot Nagel at the end of it? Because he didn't want him to make any more serum. Because yeah, he hates it, doesn't he? And I think he, he, you know, he goes off and finds that gun, doesn't he? All secret. And then they're still questioning all of a sudden, bang, shot. Yeah. And I liked it. It just showed that side of him is it's like, yeah, I know I'm helping you out, but I've still got my agenda. Yeah, and again. I liked it. Yeah, and it was great because it needed to be done and that's what you would mm. do. He hates super soldiers, hates the serums, hates people who create yeah. it. And exactly. Yeah, it fits in with his character brilliantly. Yeah, so, I yeah. think if they hadn't have done it, then it would have weakened it, the storyline and him quite considerably. So I'm pleased that they stuck with it. Yeah, and definitely. And then you get the the RPG hitting the containers, which again is another it's superb scene, action. It, it just blows up, it falls apart, and you get that brilliant shootout, which leads to the, the payoff of why um, Zemo picked up that uh, purple mask and put it on from the car. Yeah, I know. And good, Zemo kicks ass and it, it's really good again this is a callback and i love the way they dip in and out of the the comics because uh, baron heinrich zemo was the original zemo and mm. he was a german scientist who was the the first villain for uh captain america and he wore his purple mask and became permanently glued to his face after uh-huh. an ex- experimental like ad- adhesive um glue that he put on there and that oh, the mask was on his face permanently so after he died, trying to defeat Captain America, then Helmut Zemo then began to wear the mask in his father's footsteps as a reminder of what his dad kind of accomplished and trying to carry that on. So okay. it's a, a massive kind of tick in the box for the, the comic books and like a, a nod of the head. And Zemo yeah. kicks ass again. He does dance. He? he can fight. I mean, is there nothing this man can't do? You know. I don't know. I bet he's good in bed as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. You can just tell. He's amazing. Yeah. I want but to find out. Honestly. I honestly, honestly thought he was going to do one at this point. I and did. Yeah, I thought he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this. I'm going yeah. to take my private jet and piss off. But yeah, no, he actually saves the day, doesn't he? Yeah, and at I, that I, point, it was weird because when he did vanish, I didn't want him to go. No. Because it. He's such a good, a brilliant trio. Mm. And I, I just didn't want to do Especially with Sharon joining them as well. And the fact he gets that lovely car and just joins oh, them. It just? Oh, it's so good. And Sharon obviously is going, um, which we'll talk about in a second, and where she's going. But when they actually drive away, I love the way that Sam says, you're not going to move the seat forward, are you? 
<laughs> to Bucky. Ken, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're nope. that little joke. <laughs> they're always trying to one-up each other. It's absolute quality. I never get sick of it. No, definitely. Even in, uh, just had a massive fight. Had a scientist been shot in front of them. Things are blowing up and they still had the... It just brings it all back down, doesn't it? And it's just brilliant, yeah. It's like, no, I'm not leaving the seat for you. Fuck <laughs> off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> So, so funny. Uh, and then again, as we do, keep doing, we're kind of flitting to different countries. We go to Lithuania uh, at the GRC supply depot where Carly's there and obviously going to stake it out and they end up breaking into it and shows how she's kind of, how, I don't know what a loose cannon or how dangerous or just how mental she is that even though they take the food, that have been stored there for ages and hasn't been moved and distributed, that and they're tied up and disarmed. The fact that she goes and blows up the place, yeah, even to a colleague, was surprised, wasn't he? Yeah, he was surprised, but she says, you know, she, she thinks that GRC is evil, so she's just no no prisoners now, you know. And yeah, it does go to show that she's not just all sweetness and nice, saying I want to be a teacher and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You're, a, you're a murderer love you know you're going around murdering those soldiers weren't bad people they just no. work for people that potentially could be seen as bad exactly and you can't be sympathetic to their cause if they're going around killing innocent exactly. people exactly exactly but and you get the clip where walker suspects that sam and bucky broke out zemo yeah. and again this is the sinister side and this gets me really excited but you can see that they're gunning for him and he'll do whatever it takes. And that's proven again by Walker or Wanker, evil one. He says, <laughs> as long as we find them, he goes, do you really think they're going to sweat us down? So yeah. it, something's going to happen. It's going to kick off. It's a really sinister thing. And again, Cap would never say this. No, and Walker's not wouldn't. fit to wear that uniform. No, of course he's not. Cap would have, you know, tried to talk people around and you know, talked about all the good points of why they should do the thing that they want him to do, not just go around and say, I'm going to kick his ass and, you know, start doing stupid shit. I really hope that him and Sam have a massive fight and he basically just knocks the crap out of him with his metal arm and just, oh, it'd be lovely. Yeah. It'd be lovely. It would be, wouldn't it? It would be so good. And you even get the next scene where Bucky and Sam are chatting and he says, we need a new Captain America and Walker isn't him. Bucky even says yeah. I'm going to take the shield from him myself. Yeah, and that just gives me goosebumps thinking mm. of a. F I mean, Walker just can't. I mean, he'd carry on and he'd go underhand, and I think he's got the power of the GRC behind him. Yeah. We're funding some kind of mission, and I hope. And I don't know. I might be wrong, but as you said earlier, that there's going to be something underlined here that is actually happening. Another agenda, a bigger picture that Walker's part of. Oh, no, definitely. I think so. I think Walker's, he, like, he's just, he is a soldier and he's got his own agenda that he wants to be Cap, doesn't he? He's always wanted to be him. But I reckon GRC are getting him to do things that he shouldn't be doing, but it'll all come out in the end. But I do yeah. think ultimately there's going to be a massive showdown. In my opinion, it might be completely wrong, but I really yeah. hope there's a showdown between the four of them and, you know, Battlestar awesome. gets his ass kicked for being a massive twat, as Definitely. does Walker. It's in the comics. Sort of, I think it would be yeah. so good. But Yeah, because that's what he's like we'll in the comics. It's all about America, and he's not about what's yeah. right and what's wrong and justice. 
It's exactly. his country. Exactly. It's so Whereas Cap was the opposite. Exactly. He was a lovely man. A lovely man. But um so Zemo and Sam, um and Bucky go to the this is the end of it, which is where a bit of we came out, go off to Latvia <laughs> and Bucky goes off on his own and he he you can hear these beacons, can't these little beeps yeah. and he picks these balls up. Um and he goes out oh, you two go off, I'm just gonna go for a walk. And he goes off, um and he ends up down at this back alley. And he calls out, he goes, I thought you'd come earlier. And you turn around and you've got Ao, who protected um, King Chitala. Yeah, yeah. And she was in Civil War and she's awesome. And She's badass, uh, man. And it's so good because they even said, the comment, do you think um, Wakanda has forgiven um, Zemo? Do you think they'll forgive the fact that he killed the king? And now she's there and she wants um, Buck, uh, she wants Zemo. She wants to kill him. It's yeah. gonna get so messy. A, a big bit of wee came out when I saw her standing <laughs> there because <laughs> it just they're tying so many things in together. And they always said that, that in Wakanda that she, they would never forget, they would never forgive um, the king being killed, and the fact that they've gone to um, the White Wolf, which they called uh, Bucky, is yes. so good. And again, it just ties in, and it's it's so pleasing to the eye that it's it's such good viewing. I'm so excited about how messy this is going to get. Well, that's the thing, and you know what we're on episode three. There's three episodes left. There's no way they can fit all this in unless you know it just can't. There's got to be a second series of this. There has to be. Yeah, um, I watch this all the time. It'll be interesting to see how they get to, you know, AO to join them because. Yeah, because I really don't see how they're going to be able to convince her not to kill Zemo. No. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do to get her to join in or leave him alone until they complete their mission sort of thing. Yeah, it's going to be really Sam hard. Sam will want him to return to prison. Yeah, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because the yeah. more and more this is going on, the more I'm liking Zemo, the more the trio mm. are working so well together. So... I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be really difficult. And when Sharon Carter comes back into it, I mean, there's rumours on the internet that Sharon Carter is a power broker and she's the one Ooh. calling the shots. But I don't know. I'm again, as, as I did on Wonder Vision, I called so many different things wrong, and it <laughs> got me in knots that I'm just going to see how it plays out. But definitely, definitely. It, this, I did this not see so that. I didn't see her as the power broker, but I could be completely wrong. So, but. Because no one knows who he is or she is, do they? No, no, not at all. You haven't heard the voice or anything yet, have you? It's literally been some text messages and people talking about it, but that's about it. It's yeah, because I I don't know whether Sharon Carter is, even if she's on the run or not, or is she just undercover? You just don't know, do you? We don't know. That's the thing, because she could have gone back to America with Sam, and they could have, you know fought for her freedom but she was like no i'm not even going to try you know they just put me in a set and all this sort of stuff it's yeah there's more to it isn't there so yeah, yeah maybe she, maybe she is yeah she could be working for shield for sword working yeah. for either of them under deep cover as a double agent or just honestly it's the potential is just ejaculating honestly 
It is. It is it's very so good. exciting. I love it so much. Yeah, but, it's, it's yeah. ramping up so quick, and I love the fact that it's it's piecing so much together, and it's just you can't wait for the next one now, can you? It's no. almost like you just want to press skip. Yeah. Get, get past it. just next episode, but you can't. Yeah. I wish I could, honestly. Mm. But yeah, that was episode three of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Really, we're both just clearly in love with this, and like I am with you, and it's just amazing. So the feeling is mutual. Definitely. I'm gonna so, hug you later. <laughs> so next week we're back. We have the lovely James with us. We'll be doing Rush Hour Two because because we're different. We do things backwards. We're doing three, two, and one. Yeah. So we'll have Rush Hour Two. Will it divide us as much as it did um, with the third one to the second one? I must admit wow. I've watched the second one already, and have I don't you? see the difference between the second one and the third one. Okay, I'm gonna watch it and then see what happens. But it can't be if it's any anywhere near as bad as the third. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm gonna. Oh, I can't do it again. I can't keep watching those shit films. But there you go. See, to me it was the same. But the only good thing is the uh, the, the female in it, who's like the assassin, who was in uh, Crouching Tiger uh, yeah. and Grandmaster and everything else. It's stunningly beautiful. So just keep looking that. at her. And it will keep oh, going. Indeed. It will get you going through the film, honestly. That's but, right then. Okay. But that's it. This will be out, ready to listen to. Remember, you've got episode one and two that you can listen to, and our other podcasts are on the YouTube channel and on Android and iTunes. So, thank you very much. I'm Stuart, and I'm Neil, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.